Every year the church gives us these readings on the fourth Sunday of Easter that speak about Jesus as the Good Shepherd. So some call this Good Shepherd Sunday. You could say that the, the theme of today is that God is faithful. God is the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Or in the, the psalm from Psalm 118, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in men. And the psalmist can say that because God is faithful, far more than even the holiest man or woman you know. And you might think, well, this is very basic, Father. We kind of get this. God is faithful. Got it. But the truth is, the evil one is always trying to get us to doubt this fundamental belief. So, for example, if we go back to the beginning of Genesis, to the very first encounter with the evil one, what is he really doing to Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve are there in the Garden of Eden, this place of peace and tranquility, union with God, and they begin speaking with the serpent. And they explain, well, God said that we shouldn't eat from this, this tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the serpent says, well, he didn't really say that, did he? He just doesn't want you to become like him, like God. He's leading them to doubt the faithfulness of God. And I would say that every single sin we ever commit always has this component involved. There may be other factors as well, such as your upbringing and social attitudes and all those things. But there's always this component, this doubt of the faithfulness of God. So, for example, someone might decide to cheat on their taxes. You might ask, well, why would you do that? Why would you be dishonest? Well, you know, I... Things are really tight this year. The budgets were really constrained and, and I just needed to keep this from, for myself. Well, why wouldn't you be honest and trust that God would provide? Well, I'm not so sure God would provide. And so I took things into my own hands. Or another example, something else that's very widespread. I decided to move in with my girlfriend or my fiance before we were married. Why would you do that? This is a grave sin. This is setting the very foundation of your future marriage in a terrible place. Well, everyone else is doing it, Father. And on top of that, Father, we want to make sure that we're compatible. We want to sort of try things out before we really sign the dotted line. Don't you think that if you are faithful to God and his commandments, that he would be faithful to you and give you the grace that you need to persevere in your marriage someday. Well, Father, I'm, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure God is faithful. I'm going to take things into my own hands. So you see what I mean? In many different ways, all of these sins that we can fall into, there's this doubt of the faithfulness of God. And so the church gives us every year Good Shepherd Sunday to tell us once again that God is faithful. Now, what makes it hard is that all of us have experienced unfaithfulness in different ways. All of us have been betrayed by friends over the years. Or maybe we've been betrayed by family members or maybe even our own parents. And because of that, we can take that, that hurt and that woundedness and project it 
onto our image of who we think God is. And so it can become all the harder to have faith that God is a good shepherd. And in addition to that, we might ask ourselves, well, if God is so good, then why do so many bad things keep happening to me? You know, this is the, the ancient problem of evil that people have wrestled with since the beginning of time itself. And remember that God does not promise us an easy life. In fact, scripture is very clear that if we are faithful to God, if we're striving to be his disciples, we're entering into a battle. And in the midst of a battle, yes, there are enemies fighting on all sides. There might be, there might be bullets flying and, and, and explosions and, and all sorts of hazards. And in the midst of that, if we look at the suffering and begin to blame it on God, that is like being a soldier in the battlefield and beginning to blame the general for the fact that enemies are attacking you. It's not his fault, and the worst thing to do in that moment would be to abandon your fellow soldiers, the, the general that is leading you in the midst of this raging war. And yet that's exactly what the world leads us to think. If bad things are happening, that's because God really isn't good. He isn't a good shepherd. You might think, well, that's not a good analogy, Father, because God created everything. So you're saying that God created the bad soldiers to the enemies that are fighting against us. No, God does not create evil. Once again, if we go back to the beginning of Genesis, it's clear that what God intended in the first place was a place of goodness. The world had no suffering, no death, no sin. But God also allowed for freedom because he doesn't just want human beings that are like robots that have to follow him because if that were the case, there wouldn't, it wouldn't be possible to truly love. Because without freedom, there is no love. But the difficulty with freedom is then some of us can choose to, cho to, to embrace sin, to bring suffering into the world. Adam and Eve did that, and now, ages later, we all still struggle with this. And that is why there is suffering. That is why there are those enemies fighting us on all sides. Not because God created it, but because he allows for freedom. And some choose to abuse this gift. So in the midst of this battle that we're all in, my first sort of point for you today is that we need to cling to this belief in times of difficulty. Because when things get rough, the evil one is right there whispering to our hearts, trying to lead us away from God. But in this, those moments above all, we need to remember these truths. Maybe call to mind these scriptures or, or go back to these readings and, and hear these words once again. I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And secondly, if we want to experience the grace of God as the good shepherd, that means we need to be willing to be sheep. And what's funny about this image that Jesus gives to us is sheep are pretty helpless. They're also pretty dumb. <laughs> when I was in Ireland a few summers ago, there were sheep all over the place. It seems like everybody was a shepherd out there. 
And half the time, they didn't even have fences protecting them from the roads. So that meant there were an awful lot of roadkill sheep all over the place. So God is trying to teach us that if we are not with him, things are going to be difficult. It's hard for us to make our way through life without God, the good shepherd. We need to allow ourselves to be the sheep. And what does that mean? Well, first of all, that means being faithful to God's commandments. Relativism is so rampant in our world today and it's creeping into our understanding of the faith. And many of us can think, well, I can just decide for myself what I want to believe as a Catholic. If I don't like this or that teaching, I can just ignore that and do my own thing. I can make my own way. But that is not being a sheep following the good shepherd. Many of us might be inclined to just give God time whenever it's convenient. But if life gets busy or we just don't feel like it, we won't make time for prayer. We won't come to Mass on Sundays. We'll just do our own thing. That is not living the life of a sheep following the good shepherd. And my last point, all of us want to make the world a better place. And I know that saying might seem a little bit trite, but, but it's true. We all want to love others. We all want to bring goodness and beauty into the world. And sometimes we can get so focused on sort of grand schemes and making this happen that we can forget some of the most basic and in some ways the most substantial ways that we can actually bring God's goodness into the world. And one of those ways is simply by being faithful, just as God is faithful. By being faithful in our friendships, faithful to our duties and responsibilities in the workplace. And above all, I'm going to speak for a moment to all of the married folks here, by being faithful to those marriage vows. It's no mistake that the evil one is absolutely seeking to destroy the institution of marriage in our world today. That's because he knows how powerful marriage is in the life of the church and human society. God himself has established marriage as a sacrament of the church. It's meant to be a living image of the goodness and the love and the faithfulness of God himself. And when parents are faithful in their marriage and their love to each other and in their love for their children, this has a profound impact on helping our little ones know who God really is. So today, as we celebrate this Good Shepherd Sunday, let's ask God for the grace to always persevere in our faith in him, even in difficult times, to reject the doubts and the lies of the enemy. Let's ask him for the grace to be the sheep, to be willing to be led by him. And let's pray also for all married couples. And if you're not married, but you hope to be someday, it's never too soon to pray for that as well, to pray for that willingness to be faithful, even in difficult times. Because by doing that, by being faithful, we can be an image of the love and faithfulness of God himself and we can bring others into relationship with Jesus who is the good shepherd.